hey guys before we get started today's episode is brought to you by an inspiring evening with one of our favorite people yes she is Vasi ikby of course she has a book called i'm telling the truth but i'm lying where she is going all over the world right now with her best-selling book come on with her best-selling self she's going around and she's talking to people about it and one of the places she's talking is on september the 10th uh which is tuesday tomorrow if you're listening to this uh um uh, to on the ninth um at 6 p.m uh to 9 p.m um on chicago time uh in chicago she is talking about uh her book at the chicago tribune's unscripted uh event uh you can use a coupon code to get in because you know they're selling tickets to this and you can get 50 percent off the tickets are 40 dollars, but with the coupon code volumes that's v-o-l-u-m-e-s you get half off and you can go up in there you can be like hey bossy you know rod and karen they sent me represent represent for the black tips guys we appreciate mm-hmm. those who do that so uh i'll put the link to this event in the show notes along with the coupon code and y'all go out and support our girl our best selling yes okay the award-winning illustrious co-host of this too much come on uh, and one of my one of my favorite people and best friends bossy ickby uh you know go out there and show out and show some love and support man um and the uh, event like i said once again is september 10th from six to nine um and it is in chicago and uh the code is volumes to get half off tickets are uh forty dollars but you can get half off with the code volumes all right enough of this let's get into the show that y'all got y'all came here to listen to guys thanks i listen to the black guy who tips podcast because rod and karen are hot y'all telling me that i need to get out and vote (laughs) why ain't nobody black running but crackers so why i got to register i'm thinking of better shit to do with my time never smell the aroma of diploma but i write that deep ass rhyme so let me take y'all way back to when the nigga stayed in southwest atlanta hey y'all could not tell me nothing thought i hit that bottom rock at age 13 start working at the loading dock they lay my mama off man general motors tripping but i come back i come home bank like hank from licking and dipping doing dumb shit not knowing what a nigga know now yeah that pretty yeah that petty shit will have you case case stuff and locked down i dips over the east point still acting a fool waste my time in school i'd rather be out shooting some pool cool is how i played the 10th grade i thought it was all about mac and hoes and wearing pimp phase instead of being in class i'd rather be up in some ass not thinking about them six courses that i need to pass graduation rolled around like roly polies damn that's fucked up i should have listened when my mama told me that if i played now i'm gonna suffer later figured she was talking yin yang so i paid her no attention that kept missing the point she tried to poke me with the dope of that i get the more i'm feeling broke as shit huh but that don't matter though i am an o-u-t cast so get up out your ass you need to get up get out and get something hey welcome to the black out podcast your host rod and Karen. we're live on a monday everybody mm-hmm. everyone's favorite day of the week apparently so that's right um shout out to uh antonio brown also his first day on the job okay it, it is congratulations to that nigga okay uh <laughs> oh man you know i realized about antonio brown i saw people black people on my twitter feed and they was they was defending him because uh 
this dude said uh mike 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 greenberg i think is his name he's an espn analyst and he was like this is the most unprofessional thing i have ever seen in sports or whatever and so then a lot of black people was like well what about aaron hernandez huh what about oj simpson what about when gilbert arenas pulled that gun out and i was like yeah those is crimes i think he's talking about like contract negotiation type shit like niggas don't care they yo no you just made a blanket statement they was like word yeah so i figured it out karen i figured it out so last week before he got released from his team he went into work and he found a gm because the gm fined him because he didn't go to some mandatory practices and stuff Mm -hmm. which is customary no one's exception to that you Mm -hmm. normally get fined when you don't go to practice so mandatory ones yes yeah right so he decided not to go to practice he got fined so he posted about it on instagram then he went into work and he called the gm straight in his face a cracker and then he kicked the football and said find me for that and then he said i'll punch you in your motherfucking face and ever since he did that black people have been defending him non-stop oh yeah by yeah, the end yeah. of the day they will be comparing him to martin luther king malcolm x emmett till like the greatest ever the great martyrs of our society uh it's amazing it's honestly amazing to watch i mm-hmm. like because some of wish they could do that but they never will get the chance that's really what i think is is projection of us being like we've all look we might not be wilding out like this dude i think he's a dick but we've all wanted to do this we all have that fantasy of walking into work and being like shut your cracker ass up bob i'm tired of your shit and i think he got to live that fantasy so now it's he's the new like lavar ball where he's a flawed fucked up person not the kind of person you really want to stand behind because he mm, will do something right. fucked not, up within 24 hours but everyone yeah but everyone's standing behind him like you can't say nothing about the nigga right now i'm like yo he does seem like a dick well <laughs> i root for the players not the owners i'm like uh first of all this isn't a players or owner this ain't every player nigga well ever since kaepernick i'm like this ain't got nothing to do with kaepernick he's just it an asshole they're gonna be ignorant like how, like and then today was the thing like they were like people were saying like it's not even uh it's not even a top 25 unprofessional moment and i said hold up man hold up just last week everybody thought this nigga had the cte or was on drugs all of us nobody was like nah this makes sense we was like this nigga he first of all he he flash froze his feet yes he did everybody saw the pictures of his feet that follows the nfl flash froze his feet then he said he want to go back to the old helmet and want to go out there looking like a power ranger in a fucking weird ass helmet they was like you can't do that we Dog, changed it for a reason right like we try to keep you from getting a concussion there are actual rules and regulations on what helmets you can wear for safety purposes no you cannot wear a motherfucking excite bike helmet out this bitch come on and and then, and P, and then he was like yeah i need to uh well i'm not coming to practice they had to be like dog it, please come to practice like what are you doing you need to get serious about this then after that shit he doesn't come to practices and walkthroughs and john poor john gruden he was the most cucked white man i've ever seen in my life like there are there are men that watch the sex on black.com that are not as cuckolded as 
as motherfucking john gruden has been the last like month he didn't have a choice like he is just like anything antonio brown says is crazy he just acting like it's ricky jerry from Bowers. he's like well man i wish you really would come on in and consider you know we're just ready to play some football man and then he's like does anyone make him mad you know <laughs> you know we need you out there antonio we really need you to just contribute to the team you know it's just i understand you man i understand what you're going through i'm like it's impossible to understand this man he's acting crazy stop acting like you get it you don't get it you like people to try to act like they get what kanye west is doing no you don't he crazy you gotta let it go sometimes you just gotta step back and be like i don't know what the fuck this is no one's ever acted like this before at work and then the nigga came into work threatened to punch the gm in the face called him a cracker and lord jesus you would have thought motherfucking he said plymouth rock didn't land on we didn't land on plymouth rock plymouth rock landed on us <laughs> come on because niggas was running around like what's so bad about that it'll never compare to the n-word i'm this, like this is what they call equality i'm like nigga you know that's not okay to do with a job no, come on that's not what, what's wrong with y'all none of us would do that none of us go to work and be like let me find the white boss and call him a cracker and expect to get a paycheck by the end of the week like none come of us on, do that nah. oh it was like fantasies or something man it was so good man mm-hmm. um but then today once that white man said it was very unprofessional oh lord it was uh, he didn't kill or rape somebody so i don't see what the problem is i'm like nigga he acted like an asshole god i love being black it's the best oh it's Legendous. the best oh we are so good all i know is if i ever get caught doing some shit i ain't got no business doing first thing i'm doing is calling a white person a crack and looking at the, uh, the uh, looking at the camera like huh <clears throat> they found this nigga with 27 volumes of child porn <laughs> these crackers am i right guys get on my side you know no, these white people be no, tripping no. okay it's a cultural thing they just don't understand well mm-hmm. i mean some black people will absolutely go to my side even the ones that hate me they'll you'd be like you know what he did say crackers and played the race card so I clearly to support him anyway nfl is back oh my fave yeah i could never st- i could never quit y'all i tried yesterday and i didn't watch red zone but i did go out to a bar and it was on in the background Mm -hmm. and then when i got home it just happened to be on the tv when i took my nap just happened and i just woke up and it was still on so i just said whatever out of a thousand channels hey hey you know what karen okay i don't need you over here over here trying to undermine my activism okay i'm not undermining anything you and jay-z can go out there and inspire change all you want but the rest of us trying not to be coons we'll be boycotting okay uh, boycotting because as soon as red zone come back i'm jumping off this boat man i was looking on uh, i went it was bad i went on the at&t website and was looking at the channel at the packages like should i just should i just quit this shit and i was like no we got the show right. and we can't i even... thought about that and just going to somebody else that got it and keep it pushing i thought about it for a second man red zone is crack mm-hmm. okay they better get this shit together they're gonna lose our money it's too good all right i'm sorry uh all right let's get it to let's get it to the news um let's see what do i want to talk oh you know what i want to start off with i have a rant on my heart guys that i would like to say and uh it may hurt some people's feelings i don't know how people feel out there in the audience but it needs to be said um allow me for a second now that the whole season is over to go up for a black lady sketch show just a little pre-warning some people's feelings might get hurt i might generalize some of y'all please don't write in and try to explain yourself 
this is not one of those times i'm not necessarily being reasonable about this and that's okay um first of all it was amazing it was hilarious it was only six episodes i really wish it was more i cannot believe they filmed all that shit in a month a month wow a month. yes uh some of those women that were the four main cast members that was their first time meeting or working together wow you yeah. would have never known that right um then all black lady writing room we've never had that before on any show ever um sketch comedy which i'm in the sketch so there's some people that and i do understand these people they tuned in because it was black ladies they didn't tune in because it was sketch they don't like sketch they don't you know maybe the only sketch they watch is living color and saturday night live or Chappelle show for a lot of them which means you watch sketch like once every 15 years which is fine but you're not a sketch fan so there's a chance you tune into this because you like black lady shit and then you watch it and you go oh wait i forgot i'm a humorless stick in the mud motherfucker that doesn't really do comedy and um you know doesn't really uh like that kind of stuff uh keep in mind the shows that they watched back in the day most of them would be railing mad every week about how it was problematic if those shows existed today so of course if living color which had mad sketches that were just like the joke is we're gay mm-hmm. and shit like that they would have been very upset if uh uh don't even get me started on uh Chappelle show niggas would not have look how they treat Chappelle now no you would not have been like oh it's so great now you'd be like it was problematic times have changed on comedy right it's a much more high wire act in my opinion with via the internet anyway i do love sketch comedy i watch ken pill crawl show um you know obviously check in with saturday night live i prefer to watch it on hulu so i don't have to watch commercials or the bands i don't care about the music right um you know uh i like i like i like sketch you know i like stuff that involves sketch uh even um joe McHale show and how they had a sketch every week like i look forward to that kind of shit Mm -hmm. so for me this was like already up my alley and i never seen nothing like this before Mm-mm. so i'm like super pressed like i gotta see this you know keep in mind there's plenty of good comedy on right now so hey if this isn't your thing uh and you are in the comedy i would assume then you're watching sherman showcase i'd assume you're watching Southside. i'd assume um you know you're watching some of these other comedic black shows maybe um although i can't tell you know because you never see people talking about these shows except me uh <laughs> me and a handful of people so which you know my belief is a lot of these people just aren't into comedy and that's okay but agree one of the things that happened was right out the box this show comes out and within like literally an hour of it debuting there was already people ganging up black people black women in a lot of cases ganging up to try to shit on the show and find community and shitting on the show which was very strange there were accusations that the show was for white people which uh i think now that we're six episodes in it's the first season's over people should have to go back and apologize for that shit that was bullshit and very slanderous to say considering that there's never been a white character or person on the fucking show Mm -mm. you listen to interviews of robin thede and she's like conscientious of that like yo we don't want white people in the sketches because it becomes about whiteness the second you put a white person in the sketch whether they're in the background whether in the foreground whatever that character now makes it here what is your statement as a black person on whiteness not to mention degree of difficulty is much lower when you throw a white person in a sketch 
when you're when it's from a black perspective it's just we're now making we're now essentially making the black people do this white people do that jokes or we're doing the hey now we get to pick on white people isn't that how white people always are guys isn't that crazy and that's not bad but it's a very low bar to clear with the sketch is throw a white person in we got to start laughing Uh oh here come we start laughing as soon as they come on screen here come the white person another thing they didn't do that i think people didn't notice they didn't even have a black actress put white face on Mm -mm. which is also something you almost never see like you almost never see sketch comedy from black people that doesn't even that that doesn't have a black person play a white person at some point you know like oh the joke is i'm acting white isn't this how white people do still by proxy you're asserting white people and the white gays into your comedy right and i know comedy isn't best explained but i've been holding this in for six weeks so i gotta get this off my chest right um the other thing i noticed too was um they did this show in a way that wasn't preachy or bitter or catering to twitter which is probably why a lot of twitter folks was kind of shitting on it but they basically ignored like the easy things you can do to get twitter to fuck with you like Mm -hmm. if they would have made the show like let's shit on black men let's do six episodes of niggas ain't shit they it would have went people would have loved it they were oh this is so fucking great let's shit on white women hey white women ain't shit people would have been oh my god this fucking show did you see this sketch like it just it really was a show that said what about black joy let's not do black pain black trauma the the series what about black joy you know what about how black people commune with each other when nobody else is around you know not on some you know like not on a judgment you know if they made a joke about blackness it was to black people it was for black people Mm -hmm. so there was no reason to feel or be uptight about it like look at they trying to do for these white folks no if they're making a joke about what it's like going to a black soul food restaurant it's for us it's an experience that we've all had where we're like yep man did do be taking too long but then when you get that play it do you be like i ain't that mad no more like it that whole thing you know i thought also the jokes were brilliant every sketch had like a twist to the end which was the whole like like that was the next level like it was a very cerebral show um it wasn't just you know slapstick fart jokes it was like okay so what is this sketch saying oh it's it's gonna do a twist on like uh a horror genre real quick or this this thing that looks like a horror is really about lotion it's really okay this is an ad from monster.com like so there were like levels to it the other thing that i hated that people tried to shit on the show out the gate for you have to let the show breathe because some of the stuff a lot of the stuff was recurring so if you shit on a character from day one because i just i don't like it i don't get it it's not funny okay well then the second time you see that character and this time you're not trying to figure the joke out or whatever you're like oh when i see david allen greer as a pastor i know this is the sketch where everyone in his congregation is kind of a dick that just wants to take the mic right so now the second time you see that sketch is even funny like the first as soon as you see him you're like oh shit here they go you know i like that um the way it grown on it the thing i also noticed like you know multiple representations of different uh sexual orientations you had inclusion you know you had uh uh you had trans guests on there you had black women guests on there black men guests on there um you know you had women of different body sizes and the and the skits weren't about look how big you are oh you're fat 
that was like that wasn't that wasn't the joke ever um and the thing i noticed was like from some of the lukewarm reception from some of the woke motherfuckers that claim that this is the shit they want this is why you can't listen to them or cater them they don't know what the fuck they talking about they always bitching and complaining and writing these going on these long ass rants about we don't get enough of this we don't get enough of that and yet at the same time as soon as they get it they go not these black people no please no not no no they're just not it's just not good they don't know what the fuck they talking about all the shit they claim to hate they watch right power gotta be one of the most terribly acted written and and then also uh uh produced by one of the worst fucking trolls on the planet and And these woke niggas watch this shit weekly they watch it weekly that's why you like when i like i i don't even mean it in a mean way but it's gonna come off mean but when i say i don't listen to these niggas this why because it's like y'all don't know what the fuck y'all talking about like this my morality i don't i don't i don't do this this and this but you do you literally do so yeah it was like this show checks so many boxes um and that's just and it's just a shame that people wouldn't let it be funny to them like they had to cut it off at the kneecaps and find community and shit on it and all this stuff and i'm so glad it got renewed for a season two i can't wait um and as usual you know i talk about it with my peeps like justin is in the sketch a lot you know we watched all the key and peel crawl show all that shit together so you know we'll we love talking about these sketches uh when we get up together but um you know i really i really enjoyed it i really hate that hate spreads more than love on the internet because i did see a lot of people that liked it but then like it's like you say you like something and then someone jumps in your mentions and be like <laughs> i didn't like this or what about that and it's like what are you doing like i like this thing you know and then the other thing with sketch that people don't give credit for and what they did was very difficult it grows as the season goes on mm-hmm. it finished stronger than it started it, i agree and that like that's a credit to writing and it's also a credit to probably that they're on hbo so they knew they didn't have to worry about getting canceled or something right in the middle of the season because um it seemed like they saved some of their strong sketches for the end which yes they did at least from the shows i've watched in the past a lot of those shows can't afford to save strong sketches for the end nope they so have you, to hit you with them all up front and yeah then the rest of the season you're like it was okay yeah you kind of limp to the end unless they unless it's such a popular show they know they getting all their episodes a lot of sketches like scott sketch comedy shows it's like the end of the season all the jokes today was like i'm not too certain on this one but fuck it uh we running you know we, we you know we already got the top 10 sketches out let's let's just finish off the season you know um so yeah man I, i'm really looking forward to season two um i don't know who answered the door at the end i don't know hopefully another cast member uh maybe it's Issa. i don't know she was in a lot of sketches near the end mm-hmm. but um yeah man i just thought it was really funny and i'm glad it's getting renewed and i i, I feel like i said a lot of people i don't know they showed their true colors when this shit came out and not you know and i'm not even just talking about like you know black men was hating nah nah it was a lot of like black women that was hating too it was a lot of people trying to like i don't know like they didn't want this shit to exist even you know which is crazy like y'all want power to exist but not this that's i don't know it's so crazy to me to watch people like that but it is what it is all right um would you write something down you good oh yeah i got some random thoughts oh, okay go ahead yeah uh i got several of them uh the first one let's see 
Oh, the first one is for and Roger gets we this running joke why you told me that for some reason when I take a nap, like if I'm in the bed sleep by myself and there's nobody in there but me, when I wake up I always look like I am victim number three on law and order, the way I stretched across the bed, like you can just draw an outline on me <laughs> and around my body. And I don't know why I do that. I you know, I be like, damn, this nap must have been good to death because I am laid across this bed like I am just random victim, nameless victim number three that happened to be walking by with her pocketbook and got shot dead. Yeah, I sleep on the couch now in the uh, old man pose, so I just turn my back to the TV, put my hand between my knees and just fall asleep. Everybody knows the old man pose. If you if you had a dad around, you'd have seen him do it before. If not, then uh, you grow old enough and you get, if you have a man in your house, that's how they're gonna sleep just turn on some sports uh and then next thing you know you got a sheet over your over the bottom of your half of your body and you turn yep. away from the tv maybe you got your hand maybe you do the hand behind the head thing i do that one too when you yeah. put the elbow up but that's how i sleep that's how i nap now like an old man you were nap like an old man i lap like a shopping shop victim so mm-hmm. we, we that's that's how we sleep it, it get rough sometimes a lot of times roger have to wake me up and tell me to move over across <laughs> the whole bed mm-hmm. my next random thought is uh i got some papers uh about uh being summoned to court and i'm apparently there's for a jury duty for jury duty yeah it's a big difference oh sorry for jury duty and i guess there's a difference between uh being summoned for the county and the federal uh i didn't know there was a difference i don't know all i know was that the letter was was written out really pretty and was like bring your ass to court you don't bring your ass to court we don't come and lock your ass up they was like if you won't use any devices you better bring this piece of paper else you're gonna be sitting here standing at the motherfucker wall i was like oh y'all ain't joking it was like love the feds yeah i don't know uh how that works or whatever i know with the local jury duty like they always used to be like you'll know within like a day or two of the thing we'll call you and let you know if you even should come your ass down here every time i got to it and then it was like you shouldn't even come down here i'm like damn um but with this one i don't know how it works so we'll have to uh show up and um you know see what happens yeah you do call the night before so okay i'll think you know you got a slight chance to get out but it's funny though right because everybody hears jury duty and they go i don't want to do it but at the same time if my life or death was on trial with the fucking federal government i hope karen is on the fucking jury i hope somebody reasonable is on the jury that i can be like cool my dad has a story about when he was on jury duty and they tried to stick a dude with a drug possession charge when he it was no evidence that he had possessed any fucking drug drug uh, drugs he literally had just walked in somebody's house he was visiting sat on the couch the police raided the place was like oh it's drugs in this house and they found some drugs like under the couch or something it was like it must like everybody going to jail he was like it was like i don't live here i don't know these people i i uh took a drug test my i'm clean like i've never been charged with drug dealing and my dad was one of the people on the jury and he was like no i told him he's not guilty and i you know but they was ready to like basically my dad had to be that annoying person that was like no the black man not going i'm not putting him in jail for some shit that we don't even have proof he did and then of course everybody was like oh i guess if you're gonna be a bitch about it we won't throw this nigga in jail 
and but literally if it wasn't for my dad maybe they took niggas in jail and and you and, and i know this might sound strange because i used to have kind of my the older you get the more you realize how kind of fucked up the justice system is and how fucked up juries are juries of quote-unquote peers and some of these people on these juries are not the smartest people and a lot of times they are older white people who actually are a lot of them retired very racist and has the time to go most people are like bitch i got a job i gotta work i don't have time for this and so uh yeah it's like somebody said you can't afford to take the time off work they don't really pay you that much mm-hmm. you know uh unless you just happen to be blessed to have a job that actually pays you to go to jury duty some jobs do my job does it pays you to go to jury duty your regular pay and um so this was the first time i got it and i was like you know what if i get picked i won't be angry if i don't get picked i won't be sad don't get me wrong but Mm -hmm. if i get picked i won't be angry because like you said it's like for one of the first times it's like i you know people like me normally opt out or, or, or or not picked or even if you get picked a lot of times you're disqualified for various different reasons um but you know you do need the people that are reasonable to actually be on these juries and be more mixed my question is what happens if um like what is your job gonna do you know that's all that's the only thing like they pay you for jury duty they do oh they do Mm -hmm, yeah all right well shoot then yeah ain't no big thing yeah i yeah i i uh, as long as you don't get sequestered or some shit you can't come home every night that's one or it's like as long as it's not um you know the big drug dealer dude uh like it's like uh he killing witnesses and you understand we're gonna put on hand like as long as my dad is cool yeah yeah i don't want to have to go undercover no shit like that you know i don't think it's nothing like that and and most of them they were saying most if you do get selected they would say most of your trials are gonna be like really short you know yeah. now you you ain't gonna be going up for no oj simpson trial no shit like that you know yeah. most of them come i be, check the news see what we hear a really short see if it's so. anything see if there's any major trials out there standing hopefully get on an interesting tri- interesting trial if you have to do it so right so mm-hmm. i you know so for the first time i'm like nah. i think the very first time i got called for jury duty i think it was county when i was in school and i wrote them a letter was like i'm in school i don't live in this county and they excused me um so i that's really interesting to see uh where that goes and also uh my next random thought as i've been watching queer eye on netflix y'all know what i've been really enjoying career ride it's now when you say watching career ride is it the did they reboot it for netflix or is it like the old shit from years ago Mm-mm, i think it's a reboot because okay. i remember watching the old stuff and i was like oh this is a new crew okay. a new set of people i know karamo's on there right the black dude yeah it's a, yeah yeah and i know they don't like black the black twitter don't fuck with him so oh oh i see i i don't know i i jumped in blind okay um and it's not yeah because the old one used to be called queer eye for the straight guy this is just queer eye oh the the one the version i'm watching on netflix Mm. and i just randomly picked it and started watching it i really enjoy it because it's very relaxing and all the stories are just super 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 positive and the way and and so far they've had a lot of brown people like they had two women that like were barbecue pit masters in kansas city and and shit like that like i was like wow and you know some of the stories were like really touching to see the things that people have gone through and their struggles and their stories and people just being really open it's kind of like i've really been just flat binging it so it's kind of my escape from reality to an extent and 
uh i have really been um enjoying i think one of my sense about it rock climbing so it made in, indoor rock climbing so it made me ask you know people has anybody been rock climbing before and i and i know i know black people do everything but i was surprised at the response i got from so many black people saying yes i've, I've done indoor rock climbing it was fun i had a ball uh and shit like that so i think we have them here i'm not really sure but uh it would be something that i may do you know i don't know if i got the courage to do it but it will be something at least to try because one thing about uh being oh i'm getting older i'm starting to kind of think outside of the box and branch out and do things that i've never have done before and that's something that i've never done before something i never would have thought about doing before so uh i uh want to try that and i thought about that from the queer ride so for those of you out there you know wanting something to watch on netflix you know you don't have to follow my suggestion but that's something that i've really been um uh enjoying and uh oh my last thing i wanted to my last quote-unquote random thought is i started uh reading slash audio booking uh doing like the audio book of harry potter and i know harry potter is big and i know a lot of people love harry potter like i really do but but to me it's a brand new world to me and i and, and i'm almost opposite i've watched all the movies but i have never read the book and when i was telling people online a lot of people uh, I didn't realize how big it was. I know that's ignorant on my part, but would you know when you're not in worlds, you don't realize how big the worlds really are. And a lot of people have read them since they were children. A lot of people have read them multiple times. So it's been really, really, uh, fun. Uh, re- cause, cause I started reading and then people were suggesting, uh, an audio book on uh, Audible. I forgot the dude's name. It's two big versions of him, but one dude, he's really, really good. He won Dexter from Shadow Dogs Productions was telling me the dude played uh, like 500 something character voices. Like it's like one dude, he did them all and he's been doing an excellent job. And I've been having a ball, uh, listening to him. And there's several things I've realized, uh, about, uh, Harry Potter. Uh, one, Harry Potter and Naruto are kind of the same. Because uh, both of their parents died, they had powers they didn't know what to do with. Uh, they didn't know their parents, and they both began. They both became the greatest of their time. So I'm just kind of making that connection, you know, in my mind about Harry Potter. Also, um, Harry Potter's uh, aunts, no, his yeah, his aunt and uncle. Uh, I wanted to call the magical department of social services on them niggas. They was the fucking worst. It isn't because uh, the book goes into more details. They had a nigga like up underneath a, a care, a staircase locked up bugs crawling on him and shit. I was like, the fuck is this? I was like, this is goddamn child abuse. I was thinking, am I the only one just like, this is not right. And apparently, uh, other people agreed with me. Yes. Lock them bitches up uh people say it get worse like i said i'm i'm gonna continue to read but i was like uh yeah this don't sound right and uh when uh harry potter got to uh the school hogwarts uh he was like me on my first day at the new job going oh my god this beautiful uh because he was like everything is beautiful i was like yes everything is beautiful so i can relate me Harry, me, 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 you, me, you on the same page. Uh, I don't know what, um, 
they got four houses i don't know what house i would be in um knowing me i would be on what was it the puff house that that's 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 not like that's not like it's my like hufflepuff or something right yeah that, I, would, I don't know i don't know everybody like I, that. D- yeah hufflepuff yeah, I, I, that's not like me, the Hufflepuff house. I'm not trying to get out here and, 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 and do a bunch of shit and get myself hurt. Nope. I am like, let's get it done. <laughs> I'm not, you know, just knowing me and my personality, that would probably be the, when they uh, put that big ass hat on my head, that's probably the first thing you're probably to scream. Hufflepuff house, Karen, get your ass over there. Um, and that's it. I just want to, those are just some things that I wanted to uh, share with you guys all right um those have been your announcements <laughs> um all right i only have one random thought i will add to this though um they really should have tried to sell americans on switching to the metric system by saying that the men could use the bigger numbers to explain how big our dicks are <laughs> i think we would have switched over already because that's the real problem like the, the our system is whack we the only country that uses it nobody else in the world uses it like it's not multiples of 10 or no shit like it's stupid you know the way you they came up with the measurements is stupid Ooh. a yard is like you know a cup, a three foot. feet you know yes, how a feet that's how big my foot is like it's stupid like it's so fucking hard that's why all our screws don't make no sense we should have just switched to the metric system <laughs> and being like yo it's much easier kilometers 10 of these bitches is this much we can't even run the right amount of shit over here in america run a 5k okay how many miles is that you know no idea you got people passing out because they don't know so fucking what it is but (laughs) if you would have just told men because let's be honest men are the dumbasses who said let's stick to this stupid ass system of course they did if you would have just told men hey do you know if you are talking about your dick you can sound like you have a bigger dick because the numbers will be bigger in the metric system that's all <laughs> instead of inches so you can do centimeters and you be like girl you want all 20 of these centimeters i'm about to lay down on your ass i'm like whoa whoa 20 centimeters whoa i don't know how big that is but you sound like you about to keep you about to commit murder with your dick right because think about it nobody knows like if it's that i don't know what that is either that could Mm -hmm. be six inches to 12 feet i don't fucking know because i'm just like 20 wow 20 centimeters sound like a lot okay (laughs) right that's that's like these dudes and then you go oh you want this the b the bbc the big black centimeters girl i got you (laughs) Ain't we still one of the few countries that do Celsius? Because uh, I had to change. We the, do Fahrenheit. We do Fahrenheit. Right, that's right. We do Fahrenheit, and, and uh, and even in your car with the kilometers and miles, it's like I didn't realize for years the inside button was the kilometers. I was like, the fuck is this little button down? Here? I mean, I, like you know, when your speedometer goes, I didn't realize the small numbers on the inside was kilometers. Show you how small. Ah, oh, my dumbass. I'm just saying, is. man. And then everybody else is using it already so like why the fuck aren't we you know like we it just doesn't make sense and i really feel like it was dicks that held us back it was it, that had to be what it was It was dicks being dicks yeah it was just people oh nah man we already got this and this measurement over here okay i'm like okay cool 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 but did you know instead of six inches you could be telling women you working with 14 centimeters and you gotta make that shit sound you know gotta gotta get in there and get, get what you can you know short men how many short men would love to be measuring themselves in in fucking centimeters and shit instead of this like this height this foot system that fucked y'all up 
all right i'm you, five, five foot two that's what y'all gotta do man the next time you on a dating app switch your shit to centimeters don't let don't let it know just switch your just switch your shit to you know the centimeters real quick so she's like i'm looking at your profile pic um trying to how tall are you and um six 60 centimeters governor and just switch to that shit and he's like mm, he's sound pretty tall to me <laughs> tall dark and handsome if you know what i mean and she showed to the date and see you like part of the lollipop guild it's cool but the point is you can get the date you would have never got that if you would have said i'm four foot three that she was like excuse me i don't date children you know it's still okay to discriminate against <laughs> short men come on that's the only group is still okay to discriminate against short men ain't nothing wrong with short men <laughs> short men be catching that oh catching that heat i feel bad for the little fellas all right um speaking of feeling bad for people Phi beta sigma removes malik yoba from the youth program at the statutory rape allegation services oh seems reasonable to me um i mean what you gonna do well guys we gotta let them keep being around your kids and uh hope that hope that that shit was false Mm-mm. you kind of gotta start being like well let's look into this right uh so yeah they said um these reports allege that yoba had been previously involved in an inappropriate relationship 20 years ago the allegations that brother yoba denies this is a serious issue and the allegation is inconsistent with and a distraction to the focus of sigma beta club to safeguard uh reputation of the program and five beta sigma fraternity incorporated the uh national sigma beta uh, club foundation in consultation with the five beta sigma fraternities leadership has determined it to be the best interest of all concerned that brother malik yoba no longer serves a national spokesperson for the sigma beta club program um and yeah i'm i mean it's a comedy show guys so you know take it with a grain of salt i mean you know um but uh i don't know if you guys heard he he did put out a rebuttal oh to uh uh denying the um the accusations to which i said okay you know that's that's good that you know he's uh denying it uh except when i clicked on it like oh let me check this out and see what he had to say about it it was not what i expected guys it was i i think for example karen um do me a quick favor and accuse me of something i didn't do real quick you you pick the thing it doesn't matter how horrible it is yeah oh you cheated on a test uh guys this is your boy rod um on instagram live real quick uh and i just wanted to say uh i heard the rumors and the accusations that i cheated on a test i did not cheat on that test okay under no uncertain circumstances did i cheat on that test uh did i ever cheat on the test um if they don't believe those things and uh you know i'm i'm really sorry for anybody that is caught up in 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 the back and forth about that but i didn't cheat on that test right that's what i would say if you accuse me of something that i did not do and i wanted to clear my name how quickly people love to spread news with no proof for child abuse fuse i see you you choose to try to make me lose but i can't if you try to stand in my shoes you would lose you can't win when you live in sin when you got to begin where it begins again in the beginning i told you there was the word and the word said we will love and we will love each other 
No matter what, you my sister, my brother, whether you be a trans man or a trans woman, I do not know. If you do not understand, yes, this is a freestyle. I'm feeling kind of wild off the top of my dome in somebody else's home. Leave me alone with your words and your comments and the shit you don't. Throw up on the dome as I think about it daily. Made me move deeper and deeper into my warrior spirit. Here I come. You're going to see it and you're going to hear it. You're going to fear it if you don't understand it. Lean into it so you understand it. See, because all of this is just the way God planned it. You the one that's confused. You the one that's going <laughs> How you like that? Those little freestyle. You know, a lot of nonsense is floating around town the last few days. I'm like, what am I going to say about all this? I'm not going to defend myself. I'm going to dig deep. I'm going to lean into my creativity. I'm going to lean into the purpose. And the purpose is the service. That's all it's about. Love. September 27th. Love and Trauma Workshop hosted by yours truly and Miss Carmen Carrera. And on the 28th of September, the Trans March on DC. That's the only reason I posted the video in the first place, was to draw attention to an important subject. The visibility of all people is important. Professional. Okay, yeah, um Yeah, that's not professional. Not trying to find it like that's not professional and I wouldn't want to represent my organization with that. Like you're basically connecting us to you with this and I'm pretty sure they got angry phone calls, like the organization people started calling them up immediately like the fuck is this? He did it. Is my belief he did it that's the defense of a person that did it if you didn't do it you go i didn't do that shit that is a lie if you did it then you come out there and you say this shit this is not what you say when you didn't do it what is this homie the answer is no i didn't do it what the fuck you gonna be in court like your honor and all now your honor in give, all give, 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 give me a microphone in the stage in I all got, reasonableness sir i got a poem for you that was a freestyle you cannot hold my words in a freestyle accountable my client did not directly say that he did not do it what he said was uh peace brothers and sisters uh i don't care if you're a trans man or one man we all understand what's understood that need to be understanding you see so he already had addressed that your honor so i'm gonna just have to go ahead and ask for this to be dismissed yeah that's not how it works hey have you been cheating on me uh you've been getting in from work later and later and i know it's lipstick on your collar see what you need to understand sister is that we are all together on the interplanetary scale we go through hell but i'm not gonna go through jail you think i will be out here like a cat trying to chase a little bit of tail oh hell no what i'm saying you got to go you got to grow because it ain't gonna show enough was it into the dragon but you not fitting to be dragon because you are hitched to what my wagon nah fuck that shit do not tell me did you do it or not <laughs> what the fuck is this stop gaslighting me like i'm crazy <laughs> these were not answers these were this is a bad rap this is t- with no beat 
oh brother in the night ass nigga like tell me what happened you, you, you didn't even give me a beat jesus christ fam oh i'm not oj did you kill your wife <laughs> kill my wife spare the knife put some peanut butter on my jelly you acting kind of smelly <laughs> really <laughs> do you fail me i might get some cheese and a steak because i'm from philly but i might be the goat don't call me billy so see <laughs> clearly i didn't do it clearly i didn't do it like clearly i'm an innocent man <laughs> these are the these are the bars of an innocent man a man an innocent man would never be able to rhyme this shit so fast okay so you know i didn't do it so guys i'll see you on the 26th down at the uh don't kill your wife march uh and then don't forget on the 29th we are going to be hosting the i definitely didn't do that shit uh event so uh we'll hope to see you guys out there that's the whole reason i talked about it in the first place okay guys a lot of people was like the fuck no no you can't do this no more sir jesus christ man that that literally made me mad <laughs> like i was like oh, is this thing why is my head getting hot oh because he because it's full of shit stop trying to trick me man <laughs> it had no pace to it i don't what, what we're doing 1632 12 bars i don't i don't get i would I don't rather beat, i would honest to god rather him have said nothing right I honest, he'd have been better off i honest to god would have rather him just been like i'm not even gonna address that shit nigga said i'm not addressing it while addressing it what nigga <laughs> i'm not addressing these allegations right now that i'm addressing in my freestyle form Uh-uh-um. excuse me <laughs> somebody, oh, somebody give me a baseline <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> i am here to let you know that this is something that i did not do you came out and said that i committed a crime who is the one committing a crime i think it's you for telling me that i committed a crime <laughs> and then everybody just started clapping and snapping oh, oh, what is yeah, happening good job, here? good job oh man thanks thanks for clearing it up malik we appreciate you mm-hmm. what is child sexual assault anyway <laughs> okay <laughs> i guess you don't mind if i bump and grind but i'm not r kelly you need to rewind yes rewind see i am a brother but i'm not new york undercover when i'm under the covers Mm-mm, i use rubbers <laughs> my favorite invention is flubber <laughs> damn i was rooting for malik yoba but now i'm just like he did it i'm sorry man y'all know i got a low threshold for that shit i'll just be like everybody did it you're like your shit started looking sketchy i'm like this nigga did it damn <laughs> i think that's why i don't cancel people because i just be like he did it they all did it you know chris brown out here dancing real hard at bt awards like he guilty yeah, yeah he, <laughs> yes that's something that i think he did too like eh, just certain shit man like look at look at this nigga bow tie man this nigga never won no bow tie he did that shit uh like everybody else the opposite yeah a little bit of sweat that don't mean i'm gonna forgive you i feel like everybody else is the opposite like if it's a black person they always looking for an excuse to be like they didn't do it guys okay we're all black we have to stick together mm-hmm. i know the blood was mm-hmm. and the dna was in his car and mm-hmm. he had a suicide mm-hmm. note that said i definitely killed my wife but guys mm-hmm. guys we owe it to the community to defend this nigga and i just be like this nigga was crying he did it 
sometimes it's just how it is man and uh malik yoba sound like he did it man uh mm-hmm. all of this is under the guise of comedy so guys uh allegedly laugh at these jokes that's what they are they're all jokes guys um uh, all right let's see what else we got uh coming up um that's baller barry gordy donates four million dollars to expand the motown museum oh he finally giving some of that money he stole back good for him good for him <laughs> i've never been to it <laughs> now that all the singers are dying i guess i can use the money from their contracts to do a little something <laughs> you know he gonna have a big ass statue out front of himself and shit the barry gordon motown for, that's what it's gonna be mm-hmm. the barry gordon motown museum uh, <laughs> an artist i get to use your likeness you signed that shit away in 1962 ain't nothing you can do about it not a thing uh so good you know i do think that'll be cool um hopefully they're building it in detroit yeah I don't, it doesn't say where they're building it i can't see no wells motown motown records hmm see museum is seeking 50 million dollars expansion oh so it's already built oh so they're expanding it oh to expand okay my bad okay so it's already a motown museum i'm assuming in detroit and uh then they're gonna expand it with a 50 million for a 50 million dollar expansion and he gave four million dollars of it so uh good for him mm-hmm. you know that's probably just like one al green royalty check so uh <laughs> just fucking with child that's dope good for him mm-hmm. uh, sorry about those people that got ripped off all right let's see what other news we got um some people don't like you and that's okay yes it is and um i am so glad i got to that point where i did because i used to care used to care a lot that shit will drive you up the fucking wall i know some of y'all out there never cared about what nobody ever said about you bless your heart but i actually gave a goddamn and it drove me nuts yeah honestly man it'll like help um for me like it's it's about the people you who do you want to like you and who's worth that shit and not everybody is and then for for my personality there's certain people that try to get to me by withholding liking me like holding it over my head like if you make one mistake i'm gonna stop fucking with you and what i realized a couple years ago is that those people are really just manipulative assholes that are just waiting holding it over your head kind of waiting for you to fuck up so they can discard you or something or you know justify being like bullies and abusive towards you online and honestly that type of energy was really making me anxious online it was really bothering me um and i have too many real people in my life that um don't treat me that way and so to be discarded and disposable i think that's why some of my protection method mechanisms with it with this podcast is stuff like i don't know who listens to our podcast and who doesn't Mm-mm. and actually if you tell me you do right like i'll take your word for it but i don't keep up the second you tell me that shit it goes in one ear and out the other I, I don't keep track of it mm-hmm. i don't i'm never like i noticed that you wasn't uh watching the show mm-hmm. you wasn't writing in no ask more about it if i'm if we cool i'll talk to you and we'll, <clears throat> sometimes we'll never talk about the podcast because it don't fucking matter but you know little stuff like that the, but it's really for my protection correct because i have that thing in me that's like am i letting you down am i am i disappointing you am i you know am i a bad person now did i do something you disagree with and now and every time someone has operated that way where i did something they didn't like or i did, or so i wasn't perfect so they just started being like you ain't shit all the time 
every time that person like moved on or exited my life or whatever i felt way better every single time i like i i would love for there to be a time where i look back and went land i really missed that person every time and a lot of times it was my own libra brain trying to give somebody a chance that didn't deserve a chance like i really should have just been like let me move the fuck on leave this person in this cage they were already in <laughs> like just do not touch all the warning signs on this door and i keep going but someone in there might be lonely and i open the door try to help them like i really do feel like um that was a big hurdle for me is learning to be okay with the idea that hey, some people out there is just not gonna fuck with you and whatever you know yeah, and also uh i for me uh i and i was the type of person that always wanted people to like me and always sought and seeked people's improvement even to my detriment uh where it hurt and harmed me but it was like the bigger cause was this person's approval and i can personally say that uh i got abused and had to go through some things this is part of the learning process this is how i am why i and why and how i am who i am today i'm still loving giving caring and kind but now i have boundaries you know because that's a thing you can't be mad at people that don't that, that cross boundaries that you never set you know because i never had no boundaries a lot of people are grown are raised differently than me a lot of people are raised in different households you know a lot of people they just have a harder exterior <clears throat> you know and i'm not like that you know and also i've learned too is that because i am a generally a very nice sweet kind upfront person and a lot of people think that that's fake and not real because mo- most people ain't nice most people are not nice and most people are not kind that you interact with most people aren't and so a lot of people think that's fake and a lot, a lot of times i realized over the years that, that i've become a target because of that like people will actually target me versus you um but what they fail to realize my kindness uh and my givingness is uh you know a lot of people look at that as a weakness i don't consider that a weakness i consider it a good thing um but it's also one of those things where i had to learn that me being me if it ain't enough for you i don't know what to tell you because that's the thing i was changing my personality changing who i was and seeking these people approval who never was going to approve you, even family members. So I had to learn how to let some of them go. I was like, bitch, I don't care. And once I really let that go and begin not caring and begin to, to tell my truth and tell them how I felt, a lot of people were very shocked and surprised because they never thought I would say these things because you never fucking got to know me because you didn't care to know actually know me and what I thought and my thought process. And once you truly get to the point where you don't care anymore, it is a very freeing thing. It's hard to get there. Uh, that's why I believe that you got to find your tribe that, that allows you just to be yourself. No matter how goofy, corny, <coughs> geeky, um, abstract, no matter how weird you are, as long as you're yourself and they accept you for who you are, 
uh because most people wouldn't I, I you because i i'm such a strange eyeball well i consider myself a strange eyeball that i know that uh i'm not gonna vibe with everybody and that's okay everybody not gonna get along with me sometimes you just existing is enough for people not to like you and that was a hard thing for me to understand i was like i've never interacted with you never said anything to you never anything and they was like i just don't like you well like, they cool. come they come at you with their own insecurities too like everybody's working through their own shit so i know i've had that feeling before where i just like assume the worst about somebody right away and you know luckily my makeup is typically one i guess lucky and unlucky where i kind of talk myself out of that like i'm like if i have a bad feeling about somebody i used to just the other part of my brain would be like nope gotta balance the scale well maybe they're this way because this happened to them or maybe they just look this way from a distance but really they're not that bad up front and then you know i hate to say it but like i'm pretty much always right with my first instinct but you know occasionally there was times where i'm like no 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 no, i was wrong about this right so um one of the things i think that happens is people do that to us too mm-hmm. and I'll, i i think having a podcast and having a podcast be successful and you know somewhat popular um has really helped me see the bigger picture with us because then i started interacting and seeing people and some people i was like i never interacted with and i'm like oh this person just doesn't like us or this person doesn't like me or this person doesn't like karen or this person is saying something extremely mean about us and i realized like oh this isn't my business and that was a big thing for me was like i once i was able to process you don't have to like me no you don't totally understand that pick whatever reason you want but also it don't have to be my business i don't owe you a platform to tell me why you don't like me i don't owe you interaction Mm -hmm. you know um (laughs) you know a couple years ago when i was just kind of like trying to force myself to grow and be like i'm gonna say yes to things i wouldn't say yes to and one of those things was also like social media stuff like okay this person wants to be my quote-unquote friend on social media yeah sure why not i don't know this person but maybe they're a fan of the show or something right and you realize at some point like oh some people see us as like celebrities they mm-hmm. see us different than what than just How two we people see ourselves right. and so you know you have people that you know take shots at you or talk shit about you when they don't like something on the show or something and i had to process like okay you know back in the day i would have wanted to like confront them and be like yo is everything okay what's going on with this why are you you know basically talking shit about me but then i realized like i don't owe them a fucking thing the only thing i do in this world is put a podcast out and they get to choose what they do with that Correct. they can listen they cannot listen they can engage respectfully they cannot engage i don't owe them any of that and so i was just like i start backing off of people like oh you got fucked up energy um and then there's a lot of people that you know don't even fuck with our show but they like our community agreed like look at this beautiful community you build all these funny people who also are empathetic and care about other people or you know at least have some level of tolerance about things you guys are sex positive you guys are uh pro lgbtq you guys are um you know politically uh minded you know all these things that people seem to like from a distance and they go oh a collection of people you know and you start seeing people who are attracted to that you got narcissists that are attracted to that you got uh trolls who are attracted to that you got people that basically just attracted to wherever the black people are so it just happens to be this is a place where they can go i you know years ago uh when we left the facebook group 
that was a big thing for me was realizing oh some people just like to be in facebook groups yeah, and they do. part of them being in facebook groups is getting in fights with people and running back and reporting to their friends outside of the groups like look at this fight i got into and i'm like oh that's a thing that i didn't even know no, about or think about same. until and now i'm like oh i don't want to be part of that mm-hmm. like i don't want to be involved in your fights and your like that's that's your thing you know and it's not that i'm saying you got to stop it because mm-hmm. you know we didn't say stop doing that we went oh no, no no you can do that we just don't need to be a part of it i don't need to see it right and you know shout out to the algorithm i stopped seeing it so let me get into this article we talked a lot uh that's only the title some people don't like you and that's okay how to accept the fact that no one's universally likable is on mediumforge.com i guess forge.medium.com and it's written by sarah Trelevin. <clears throat> earlier this year my boyfriend and i moved to a waterfront lot in the middle of nowhere nova scotia Ooh. at first it seemed like an ideal snapshot of rural charm we shared a lane with just one other family a couple in their year old baby shortly after we moved in they gave us a welcome gift of produce they grown themselves over the next several months though a series of mishaps pushed our relationship with the father of the family in increasingly bumpy territory workers we hired using their driveway tearing up a small patch of grass our neighbor tried to get into our house while we were out to fix a problem with the shared well focusing uh forcing an awkward conversation about boundaries and then there was the wooden fence he started building one with wide spaced posts that clearly weren't meant to contain this toddler daughter um perhaps it is to keep cows out i suggested scanning the flat horizon for troublesome livestock sarah my boyfriend said generally the fences are for the kid or some crows it means he doesn't like us it should have been obvious given our recent shared history but still in the moment the news landed like a punch to the gut didn't like us i was not a huge fan of my neighbor either and yet i felt like an immediate overwhelming urge to fix the situation i wanted him to like me here's the problem with likability if something were supposed to if something we're supposed to possess but not to nakedly strive for working to become the most appealing or most palatable version of yourself feels like a superficial goal even a little bit of a sad one instead we're supposed to pursue integrity we're supposed to adhere to our principles cultivate our character and not devote too much brain space to worrying about whether other people enjoy the results that's all great in theory but when someone simply doesn't like you it's hard to accept it's understandably upsetting when someone you're fond of fails to reciprocate those feelings after all any unrequited affection feels like a personal rejection yeah i've honestly like with the show too we've had people do the if we can't be best friends i'll be your worst enemy shit too mm-hmm. we're just like we have it happened several times i don't even dislike you but you literally are making it where i now i have to pick this side of well now you're doing things to make me dislike you so you get it yeah I, I, you won i don't fuck with you if that if that's any if that makes you feel any better <laughs> yeah but but in reality i don't have a problem with you yeah because i'm gonna move on from it and i'm gonna trust me i'm gonna be okay i'm never gonna come back to it but cool you got your moment because sometimes people just want a moment like if i can't it's almost like they rather have a fight than to have a peaceful just disconnection yeah because the thing is with the fight they can justify their actions yes yeah that's perfect yeah and 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 if oh oh, that's why we fell out this fight and and if you don't get the fight you can't justify your action it's almost like now i can't stunt now i can't drag i'm just keeping it real now i can't make a spectacle now i cannot be the victim because you never gave me the opportunity to and that makes them that infuriates them because you're like the fuck okay and and you've moved on yep so um 
but being disliked by someone who you dislike right back can still stir up his own breath brand of self-righteous angst we're social animals hardwired with the desire to be liked. the way the brain processes social rejection looks a lot like the way it processes physical pain dislike literally hurts uh, so how do you cope with it when you discover that you're not someone's cup of tea despite your best efforts to treat them kindly and fairly essentially you have two options you can work on your likability and try to become someone they do like or you can try not to let it bother you the latter sounds harder but really it's the more achievable of the two it's the one that gives you the greatest control yeah that's the other thing about that likability shit a lot of people have figured out especially online like how to get people to be like okay you want me to like you i'm gonna just always be on your ass because i like the idea of controlling you i like the idea of the things you say um you're gonna always have to be careful around me because i'm gonna be your first person over here to say some shit to you and it's like yo you're really trying to use my goodwill against me right and right. i and what you forget is i'm the only one allowing that to happen i can easily one day be like i don't really give a fuck if you like me or not that's okay so you don't like me anymore guess what i keep breathing you keep breathing and we keep we move to the next day right and uh for a lot of people that's hard for them to handle because all of a sudden you're taking the control out of their hands and you're like you you no longer have the power nor the control here and for a lot of people they look at friendships as a form of control that's not a friendship right to lessen likability's hold on you it first helps to understand exactly why we find it so powerfully tantalizing in the first place part of the problem says psychologist and executive coach uh sharon melnick is that we factor it into our ever-loving self-concept how we're liked as a reflection of who we are there's an emotional factor to it she says it has something to do with your essence as a person uh that's real talk because uh that's the other thing that probably happened in the last few years especially via the show and our fans and uh the support that we've gotten and the achievements that we've gotten doing what we do working for ourselves um i've also just gotten a lot more sure about what kind of person i am and what kind of show we do and what kind of people we are and so there's a certain level of and i hate to sound arrogant like this but if you don't fuck with us something wrong with you we literally not here to hurt nobody so if you don't fuck with us you probably are not the kind of person i want to be around and probably not the kind of person a lot of people want to be around or they just or they scared of you or some shit like you know like it's never gonna be this like like there's something that that is off with you you know and i hate to be that way because anyone could fuck up obviously you can but you know i did inventory of myself i did inventory of our show i did inventory of the things we do i'm like dog we ain't out here trying to hurt nobody you know like people don't like us for shit like you know they do too they be talking about all that gay news and shit or mm-hmm. you know uh these motherfuckers like obama you know like it's mm-hmm. stupid yeah, reasons they, they don't like us. women yeah it's stupid i don't give a fuck if that's why so you don't like me cool dog oh they i didn't like this joke they said one time okay if you think that's my heart and i mean like now i'm I'm full of shit and i hate everybody cool that you were waiting on that and you needed that congratulations you have it go leave you know like it's it's like i had to take inventory of that because it's like i don't you know part of my mentality is i don't take in these compliments a lot of times and i had to be like no stop doing that because you're hurting your own self-esteem right you're you're like because you're basically saying to yourself you ain't shit you're blocking all your blessings before you can get them people literally like y'all show is important it's helping me with this you got i love y'all y'all are so funny you have you know like all this stuff right like they tell us you know people tell us to our face to the point where i'm like 
almost in tears sometimes shit we got an email this this weekend that put me in tears and i wouldn't take that in but if somebody were to say like you ain't funny or i didn't like this guest you had or why did you make this joke instead of that joke i used to take that in and then all the people that were like we love you y'all are great i'd be like nah that's you can't take that in it'll go to your head too it's not healthy you know nah you're not your compliments you're only your 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 biggest insults right and that that was a thing that i had to deal with internally and i think once you let that go then liking or not liking you becomes a completely irrelevant thing because there's no value in whether they like you or don't like you because you like yourself and if you like yourself then what the fuck does it matter what everybody outside of you is trying to do you know like as long as you're not trying to hurt anybody there's no harm in liking yourself no the world tells us that we're not supposed to like ourselves like something's wrong with that but why why what's wrong with that why should i not like myself i'm trying to do my best to be a the kind of person that i would admire um and having your essence as a person called in the question is significantly more painful than isolated situational based critiques it's much more digestible to think that you just talk too much in one situation than that you're someone people don't want to be around mel nick says it's the difference between that person didn't prepare enough for this meeting and that person isn't smart somewhat counterintuitively likability and status are often conflicting concepts says psychologist mitch Prinstein, a professor at the university of north carolina chapel hill uh go tarios and author of popular when we think of someone as likable it's often because we like ourselves in their presence <clears throat> when people find someone to be likable it's because they make them feel validated that they had the same ideals and that it's reciprocal and that they make them feel happy uh we like people who are interested in us unsurprisingly research shows that we demonstrate increased fondness for people who ask us questions and engage with our answers but status is different it's not about making other people feel good it's based on how much someone is visible powerful influential and dominant uh princeton says for women especially at work and especially in leadership positions this dichotomy can be particularly fraught research has shown time and time again that likability is both more highly prized in women and seen as being at odds with competence in women creating a sort of double bind in which success both depends upon and is hindered by a woman's ability to be liked Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that's why you get some women that are very successful and they have a fuck it gene like they she's a bitch and yeah she's a bitch but she get the fucking job done but she had to become a bitch quote unquote a bitch because she had to put people in their place she had to tell y'all what to do she wasn't there for no bullshit she was like look just because I'm a woman I just, that don't mean I want y'all fucking around and not doing what I asked you to do you will respect my authority because a lot of times people don't respect the authority of women even other people I mean even other women and particularly men buck up at women that uh, over them I've seen it happen over and over again a lot of women have the hardest time with dudes and i'm not trying to be funny particularly white dudes if, particularly if you're a black woman over a white dude oh my god i've seen them fucking lose their goddamn mind and it's a um, catch-22 because if you they don't like you they don't want to help you they don't want to do shit they don't ever want to see you succeed but if they like you then they do want to see you succeed they do want to help you but if they like you too much then it's like oh she's not a, to be taken seriously correct like you just can't win for losing if you're a woman and it comes to that likeability shit at work it's you know people are quick to you know to try to have it both ways right and then that's why you have people who 
kind of like me and my old job very confident knew i could do it knew i could go up the ladder was like i don't want the job Mm-mm. right I don't, I don't want the job and that's I before you get job. that's before you get the harassment and shit too you know right. that's another thing we're not to worry about uh but yeah it's like if i like you too much i can't take you too serious because now you're just either like a sexual conquest or just a ditzy girl or something instead of just where and obviously it doesn't work that men go golfing together and shit and still do business like i've, I've seen men cuss somebody fuck, smack the fuck out call them all types of names and still keep that goddamn job yep uh, of course there are times when being like does pay off in a meaningful uncomplicated way with your in-laws for example or an acquaintance you're trying to turn into a friend or a new roommate and striving to treat everyone you encounter with respect and kindness should be the baseline but the point is no one's going to be liked by 100 percent of people they meet there there are always going to be people who don't get you or simply dislike you you have a finite amount of mental and emotional energy with which to, to try changing minds so it's worth thinking critically about which minds are worth that effort yeah that was a big thing for me i used to feel like i was always trying to be like oh man like you know it's a bummer that you're that you're going through it right now I, you know my big thing is i watch how people treat other people mm-hmm. and that's pretty much the like if they're like that's the weather channel for folk for people you see what i'm saying like if you look at how people treat you treat you you never really know because a lot of times at least in the position we're in people be nice to us and don't be nice to the people around us Mm-mm, we see it we be like oh we oh we know we're not an exception to your rule yeah baby. like you think we can do something for you but not these other people so you're gonna treat them like shit right it's okay and i'm supposed to be okay with it because it's not happening to me but ta-da bitch i got eyes and i'll be watching and i'm like nah you just did my homie bad it's just a matter of time till it's my turn and so i'm you know so i just pay attention to that i don't go out and try to start conflict or any mm-hmm. of that shit i treat you cordial i i matter won't even say nothing to you about it but mm-hmm. i'll just be like okay you know one day it'll be my day on the summer jam screen and that's something that i think a lot of these people that try to manipulate you with liking slash disliking folks that's one of the things they just never account for because you know especially narcissism their brain literally can't process those emotions that you have as genuine because they don't genuinely have emotions sometimes so it's just a matter of time uh in the cases where you really genuinely believe that being like would make your life easier and more present princeton says ask yourself if their dislike stems from something you're doing that might be off-putting such as projecting hostility or violating a social norm often the answer is surprisingly obvious and easy to fix it could be that you're standing too close to people or oversharing your personal life in meetings he says robert caldini uh or c aldini author of the book influence the psychology of persuasion and president of the executive training company influence at work says that two other behaviors can make you more likable pointing out commonalities and offering compliments and praise yeah that's another one too where like you can get into some weird territory of when you start trying to make people like you you also kind of like you know you can get into some faking it shit Mm-hmm. like if you can genuinely do it cool because like sometimes there is shit where you're like maybe i'm not pointing out to this person enough that hey we got a lot in common and that could genuinely just happen you know uh you know uh naturally and then there's times where people and we've all had this happen where someone's putting a hard press on you and you're like dog did you read like a book telling you how to be how to make friends like this is, this is a lot one, of pressure step two step yeah. three 
oh man but there's no hard science to it often whether someone likes or dislikes you comes down to factors as nebulous as chemistry as unfixable as generational misunderstanding or as fleeting as the mood they're in that day or it could simply be prejudice accepting that not everyone will like you every day can lead to uh can actually be a kind of a relief and discovering that someone dislikes you if you let yourself sit with that information rather than try to act on it can be a useful prompt for introspection before you launch a charm offensive ask yourself why are you so troubled by being disliked that was the key mm-hmm. for me because i was like man this shit is bothering but this is inevitable you know especially with what we do it's just too many fucking people know about us for me to be like i need a hundred percent approval like mm-hmm. that ain't happening uh it is simply irritating because you know that your status is taken ahead and even if it's just in the eyes of one person uh if that's the case think about why that feeling is so crushing mm-hmm. linking happiness and status isn't exactly sustainable but feelings of insecurity can be addressed through therapy and reflection come through are you projecting your own unease and insecurity to exaggerate the intensity of the dislike perhaps there's something about yourself you want to change and another person's opinion feels like it's shining a spotlight on that particular trait yes if that's the case your efforts might be better spent on fixing the cause not the symptom turn your attention towards working on yourself rather than pursuing this other person's approval yeah um and they, it goes on for a little bit more but yeah i I read this i was like mm, this is like strumming my pain with the fingers like yeah, it was good yeah like i said i i've over the years i've grown over the years i have growth i was very naive about people and how they function and people manipulating and all types of things um i'm not as hard as i used to be because i'm the type of person you know, when I had went through some things, oh, I went to the other way. I was like, oh, I touch, I trust none of you bitches. Don't say nothing to me. Don't be it. Like I had got hateful because I was like, the, and that's not healthy either. And there's a lot of people who are stuck right there where they've been hurt by somebody and they like have shut that door. They've cemented, they've glued it. They built the whole fucking house and the bridge on top of it. And like, I will never be hurt again, but being hurt is a part of life. <laughs> and that's something that you have to get over and you have to know how to balance that out. Um, and that's very hard to do when you're somebody kind of like me who can easily, uh, be hurt, you know? And so I'm very protective on my circle of friends. I have a really, really, really super small circle of friends, like super, super, super small, like people that I'm like, Oh, that's my dog. And like, I can kick it with you. I can call you. We, we can do this. Um, because you know, I, and I realized this too, you have to value your friendship and i have and i've said this before and i will continue to say this i have very super super duper high standards on what my expectation of my friends are and i don't lower those standards and my expectations on friendships are too high for most people and i know this and i understand this because i'm not here for the bullshit and i'm old and i'm like no i'm i'm i if you're childish i ain't got time for you uh you know just just from my personal perspective i'm just keeping it for me um and i've uh dealt with a lot of things i've dealt with people you know not liking me i've dealt with uh, with a, 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 a co-worker at my old job she had been gone uh who literally uh looked me in my face and told me i don't like you you know so like i said because i'm so nice people just think i'm i'm just a weak person um but it does not mean that you are a a weak person and so um, once you deal with those things and go through those things, it actually makes you a stronger person and you also, uh, can understand the other person's perspective. But just because I understand your perspective, don't mean I gotta fuck with you. I think also just understanding yourself is, is like, to me anyway, 
uh understanding myself was a path to a lot of this shit because i just realized i'm focusing outward too much and i have to focus inwards and be like what about me like what kind of person am i what kind of what motivates me you know why am i feeling this way you know why why am i getting anxiety over social media it shouldn't be that important you know why why am i um feeling pressure you know in in areas of my life where there should be no pressure what what is it about certain people that is that is like weirding me out and stuff and i had to learn like to listen to myself on these things um and even the people that you know were put in our paths to and the things don't go right even in those cases there's still lessons to be learned and a lot of times those lessons are the ones that make your life better as you go on because you're like oh okay this is what i learned from that and i'm not repeating those cycles or those mistakes or those behaviors and uh yeah that was the thing that 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 definitely fueled me and i mean like my my, i remember thinking one day i think i've said it on the show before but if people don't like beyonce yeah it's gonna be some people that don't like me you know it's always somebody don't like somebody like it just is what it is so yeah i'm not not an exception and also i've realized too uh and this is something that i had to realize sometimes your presence is intimidating to people and roger kind of hit on this sometimes just being yourself you trigger insecurities in people and they can sense certain things about you that they might lack or might desire or might want so they try to beat those things out of you and try to attack those things out of you um because like for me i know particularly in working environments uh i work i work hard and you know depending on the situation i i i I, I don't deal with the bullshit. Let's let's get the job done. Let, let's get the truck in. Let's get to the finish line. Like I'm like, okay, let let let's do this. And I think being a hard worker is very intimidating to people that are lazy and to people that don't always work hard because it's like, oh, you coming here to outshine me, outdo me? No, no. Well, that's also I'm that, just doing my job. There's also that whole like you trying to be, you know, like brown nosing or something. It's like, no, I'm trying to do the best job possible for my like i'm trying to go in and do represent myself authentically and part of that is doing a good job i didn't get hired here to to sit my ass around and if you sitting around that's on you dog like don't be mad at me it's kind of like that thing where um and i know some people said like tongue-in-cheek some say it pejoratively but you know you listen to podcasts and they'll bring us up every once in a while and they'll be like oh maybe putting out x amount of shows a week i'm like don't be mad at us for fucking doing what we can do like what kind of shit is that y'all working too hard fuck you like we we are doing what we're what we do you don't gotta listen you don't gotta like it you don't gotta but we're not saying we're not getting on here every day calling people lazy Mm -mm. why you ain't got enough episodes Mm -mm. what happened to your show we don't do any of that shit we don't never come on here and be shitting on nobody else's work ethic or none of that Mm -mm. we just work hard keep our nose to the grind and you know but it's that kind of thing like you said it's that's not us Mm-mm. so if somebody got a problem with that it's okay that's on you fam like i'm gonna keep doing my best you, you know some people love it and some people don't damn i know i know no, only thing i promise is to keep working hard and try to put out the best quality we can all right um let's get into the last segment uh well second to last segment let's do some guest the race <laughs> i don't know why spotify you let me down like the volume is up you let me down what is it oh it just says can't play current song okay 
so that's a new thing i mean are we doing this acapella i mean is my internet still connected is my yeah own? i see you i see you moving on the screen okay yeah it just can't play current song watch we start singing this can it play other playing. songs so it can play other songs it just can't play that song wow what the fuck did that song do <laughs> now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guest the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen and the chat room to guess the race and of course everybody playing is racist all right see we up here fucking up giving him another reason not to like us i know <laughs> you know this is already our second podcast this week it's gonna be problems uh <laughs> all right <laughs> a man accused of shoving propane tanks brisket in pants and assaulting officers at walmart propane tank brisket brisket what a man is accused of shoving propane tanks briskets brisket in pants and then assaulting officers at walmart what the hell okay so brisket is a piece of the propane tank no brisket you've eaten brisket karen yeah so he stuffed the propane tank okay yes i've eaten brisket there's a whole I... article i'm about to read that's gonna okay. explain everything but we could just do this game for a while <laughs> no, go, go ahead. ahead no go no you gotta play us <laughs> no let's do it your way let's no, do it your way you just, <laughs> just keep asking questions and then we'll read the we'll read the, what happened in a minute <laughs> okay no because what you about to read probably way better way better than where my mind went go ahead no what did you think it was it was a brisket is a piece of the propane yes or either it's a a a a a, a brisket a brisket shaped like a propane the fuck propane tank brisket that makes no sense okay <laughs> okay man accused of shoving propane tanks comma brisket in pants semicolon assaulting officers at walmart <laughs> A man is accused of shoving stolen propane tanks and sliced brisket in his pants before assaulting officers at a Walmart on Dickerson Pike. How big was his pants? I don't know. I just want to know if Bobby Hill was with him at the time. I hope he's not an accessory. Bobby, move out of the... Hand me that propane. Had them them clown pants. Uh... (laughs) john allen honecker was charged with assault theft of merchandise under a thousand dollars and public intoxication officers were here were at walmart's for loss prevention center on a separate call because it's always going down at the walmart <laughs> for real when they spotted honecker they was like, well since we already here yeah they was just happened to be looking at the video when they spotted honecker on on surveillance <laughs> for another crime was like the fuck is happening on screen number three this motherfucker putting propane bottles in his pants they saw him putting two propane bottles and a sliced brisket into his pants i guess he's gonna barbecue it <laughs> these must have been the smaller tanks there ain't yeah. no way you can fit a big tank that's the what I, that's what was confusing me my bad well he could have had a dress the items oh, cool. was valued at approximately 35 dollars in total hanukkah gave up the items and sat in loss prevention uh, office while detained hanukkah kept spitting inside the, uh, the police vehicle and attempted to kick the windows out oh he didn't even get the good brisket 35 dollars 
i know that's with the two propane tanks right he also tried to kick at the officer's head and midsection when the hobble restraint was being applied to prevent him from continuing to kick the vehicle and bash his head on the plastic partition um police noticed that hanukkah had a strong odor of alcohol coming from his breath and body prior to his admission of to drinking he admitted drinking tell the police leave my drink leave my drunk fucking ass alone while being detained karen guess the race of mr hanukkah white john allen hanukkah let's check the chat room see what they believe his name sound like hanukkah white uh barbecue bobby <laughs> barbecue bobby white <laughs> <laughs> uh propane tanks no self-respecting negro use propane for barbecue white triple named white white walmart got the meat and the gas brisket john white <laughs> caucasian propane and propane accessories living white man white white yup uh the correct answer is everyone got it he was white It was white as those propane tanks probably were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll try to get his picture on the screen for y'all, but yeah, that was a hell of a uh, hell of a crime. Um, oh, yeah. Mm, he he gave, did that. He gave up all the information too. I guess the police didn't need to grill him that long. Uh, <laughs> uh all right let's get to the next one a man accused of fatally shooting his boss has been taken into custody hmm. and it wasn't antonio brown i'm shocked as you guys are obviously <laughs> i mean if somebody was gonna shoot somebody i don't know uh yeah so deputies arrested jatravius williams 22 in connection with the death of his boss 56 year old leonard john ruffer after being called to ruffer's home early friday evening and finding him shot to death williams allegedly shot ruffer a neighbor who runs a floor installation company after getting in an argument that culminated in the ruffer and ruffer firing williams while a family member attempted to bring williams into the sheriff's office for questioning deputy said williams pulled out a pistol prompting the family member to stop at a gas station to call authorities deputies engaged in a standoff with williams before he surrendered and was taken into custody shout out to the family member that's me nah nigga i'm calling the cops on your black ass yeah black karen's going with black all right let's check the chat room see what they believe the race of jatravius williams is all right um do we have to guess yes venmo stacks congregation <laughs> member <laughs> in office space was black 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 and will stomp a mud hole in your ass black his dad jaheem and uncle trey are going to be pissed to pay his bond black <laughs> uh like when the tt shot luther and set it off black arrest says white but i'm going to go against the grain white uh blackity jaw that's what's that now never had a chance blackity black 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 i mean dang black blackity black raised by his grandma black damn (laughs) jesus christ correct answer is black though you guys all got it right (laughs) 
oh wait one of you did miss it one of y'all did say white oh no yeah he need a haircut and shout out to that rose tattoo on his neck oh no yeah but yeah that's a workplace dispute man wasn't that serious yeah yeah all gets uh get serious when you're talking about that flooring okay it's not a game out here for these motherfuckers yeah molly said his girl my name was rose that's why i got the rose mm-hmm. all right uh let's go to the bonus round <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and the bonus round of guess the race. Karen is two for two so far. Let's see if she can finish strongly. All right. Smart money's on. No. I'm a try. Older Maryland woman is accused of beating her 82 year old neighbor to death with a brick. Well, god damn. Yeah uh a 73 year old woman from bladensburg maryland is facing murder charges after police say she beat a 82 year old neighbor to death with a brick during a dispute i know this has got to be an elderly crime it is 73 versus 82 oh so they both old yeah the question i have though is well you get that close to death and you still got the energy to have to kill the motherfucker you couldn't just wait for the 82 year old to die what was that important you know it's like when somebody gets divorced and they both like 80 it's like what was the fucking point of that you almost made it y'all almost had a no it wouldn't even matter what they did then like you really couldn't stand that motherfucker then uh police said bladensburg officers found a victim september 8th behind an apartment building the suspect chung young oh 73 faces first and second degree murder charges according to the prince george's police department the victim had upper body trauma she was pronounced dead at the scene preliminary and then also i guess with a brick it probably doesn't take that much to kill an 82 something year old person with a brick you know you probably just gotta barely drop it on them and they be like i'm dead that was it nah. yeah because you, you get old your body you don't have the same strength yeah i'm not coming back from this preliminary investigation reveals O and the victim had been in a dispute prior to the murder O then struck the victim multiple times with a brick mm. shout out to jeezy police said O called 911 to report the murder she's being held without bond oh so she murdered the person with a brick and then called the police on herself like hey uh you gonna find a person out back that's all brick to the head uh it's me let's just solve the mystery tonight i would like to be um i like to be in jail before jeopardy comes on come on uh karen guess the race asian karen's going with asian let's check the chat room uh smack it flip it rub it down oh no asian crazy brick asian yeah she was a brick house egg drop that brick soup asian 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 when tai chi doesn't work get a brick asian oh Mm. You shot me in my pinky toe. Now I got to cut you white, says Marlene. So everyone went Asian except for Marlene, which means everyone got it correct except for Marlene. I guess they get down a little different in Chicago, Marlene. Facebook, like i do that shit again 
dog she was like i can't believe i stopped my motherfucking uh <laughs> i can't believe i stopped like playing my my game of uh what's that game they was playing at uh crazy rich asians that's how she looked like i can't believe i had to stop uh this game for you motherfuckers to like come arrest me all right she know what she did that's a she know what she did face like why would you kill an 82 woman with a brick that bitch knows what she did and i never forgot okay um all right let's get into sword ratchetness mahjong that's the game mahjong LA, like look i've been a gangster all my whole life i thought i retired from this shit that's the asian version of all my life i had to fight all my life you can get some of this anger he dead amen mm-hmm. a lima man is on probation after harming his mother with a samurai sword his own mother swords have no cooth and people that own them have even less okay you stabbing your mama with a sword fam how's that okay i don't know I, yeah i'd be like that nigga gonna stay in jail 24 year old garrison merchant has been uh, sentenced to three years of probation after pleading guilty to harming his mother with a sword that's it no you stab me that's it he he got three years probation and for the january 22nd stabbing of his mother with what police called a samurai style sword merchant was originally indicted on one count of felonious assault a second degree felony but that was dropped by prosecutors when merchant pleaded guilty to a bill of information count of felonious assault merchant attorneys cited his mother's instigated the situation but judge terry cole user argued that a verbal confrontation did not warrant a physical response and, st- and then turn around and said three years probation no jail going to the means of picking up a sharp instrument like that and thankfully not impaling her but certainly at least causing her to bleed when it comes to the reality of the situation i don't think it was strong enough provocation to reduce that in light of the plea however i understand that element merchant will be spending 14 days in jail to give it uh to give his probation officer time to figure out their future living arrangements wow that right you sure won't be living with your mama if you were living with your mama and yes he is all right y'all we'll talk to y'all uh Mm -hmm. tomorrow Mm -hmm. until next time i love you i love you too